0: Just as positive labels can have a positive impact on us, negative labels can be just as destructive. Especially if you believe in the Pygmalion effect, the self-fulfilling prophecy that is. If we label ourselves as worthless, unproductive, lazy, bad with money, we are likely to attract or create experiences that confirm the same. The problem with every label, positive or not, is that labels can also stifle and restrict us through that very identity that we find comfort in. Welcome back to Experable. I'm your host, Krati Mehra. And in this show, we learn from the success and struggles of people we admire and dive deep into concepts that help us expand the possibilities available to us. So we can freely, boldly design the life we desire, discover the depth and breadth of our capabilities, access the wisdom available in the world around us, and even on really bad days, love what we see in the mirror. Are you ready? Let's go. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you are right. This very famous quote by Henry Ford reminds us that our success or failures before anything else are determined by our beliefs and mindset. And those beliefs and that mindset is impacted deeply by our perception of ourself, which in turn is determined by how we define ourselves and the labels we use. And we all do it. We all use labels to describe and sometimes define ourselves. I'm an introvert. I'm a creative. I'm a loner. My favorite, I'm a little bit OCD. <laughs> we also have labels that relate to what we do. I'm a coach, I'm a doctor, I'm a fitness instructor. And then there are labels that relate to our race, our gender, our religion. There are so many labels that we use in our life and we do it very indiscriminately without any thought to how they may be impacting our psyche, our belief system, how we show up in the world and the work we do, the opportunities we see, what we say yes or what we say no to. And I am telling you that your labels, how you describe yourself, all of it impacts the choices that you make on a daily basis, and not always in a good way. That is what we're gonna discuss in today's episodes, starting with why we use labels, how they impact us, and what we can do if we find that we are using negative labels that are limiting us. We use labels because they help us make sense of ourselves, of others, and they make the world a little bit easier to navigate. When I was labeled a highly sensitive person for the very first time, Uh, I dove into related literature, I was reading up on everything that would explain what a highly sensitive person is like and the more I read, the more understood I felt and it was this incredible moment of blinding clarity and comfort for me because for the very first time I felt like I wasn't so much of an alien or so much of a weirdo and like there were this whole tribe of people out there who were just like me, people who I could bond with, people who would understand exactly why I did the things that I did, why I lived my life the way I did, something that I'd never had before. So getting that label of a highly sensitive person, it gave me comfort, it gave me a sense of belonging, it made me feel very okay with the things that I'd struggled with up to that point in my life. It felt great and it really helped me also pick environment, people and make lifestyle choices that were better for my well-being. And I could now do those things with a lot more confidence and certainty. While before I would always feel like I'm being a spoiled brat, I'm being difficult, I'm being too sensitive, I'm being too much of everything when I would make those choices. Because other people would never understand them and of course when they didn't understand the choices that I was making they would comment on them. But finally, having that label of a highly sensitive person, knowing that there was a clear reason for why I was doing what I was doing really, really helped. But getting that label, it also gave me permission to close myself off to a lot of new experiences, become more rigid in my choices and cling more defiantly to my comfort zone. You know, because I'm a highly sensitive person and therefore I deserve special treatment and I deserve to be handled more delicately. And that went on for a while and it cost me a bunch of opportunities and really limited my life. And when I slipped into depression and really did need help, that label of a highly sensitive person, it didn't do jack for me. Instead, I had to embrace a completely different way of life, a tougher, more resilient, way less sensitive way of living to get out of my depression and move on to a healthier path. And that was very, very necessary for my survival at the time. So I had to completely dissociate from that label of a highly sensitive person and do things very, very differently. And that's just my story of how labels can hurt you, but since becoming a coach, I have heard so many such stories that it became necessary for me to ask you to please consider whether your labels define or confine you. Do they bring understanding and support into your life or do they really just create a more secure boundary around the zone of your comfort and shrink your life only to what is known and familiar? Do the labels you use without you even realizing rob you of adventure, growth, and possibilities? Think about all the labels you use and then think about how they're impacting you. Because yes, the labels we use are incredibly helpful. They provide structure and understanding in a very, very chaotic world. With a few simple words, we are able to share information around our identity, our personality, beliefs, our affiliations. And when we meet someone who shares our labels, there is an instant bond, a sense of trust and companionship. Labels also help us feel validated in the choices we make and supported when other people accept that label and treat us accordingly. And when we use positive labels, we feel incredibly empowered. Using labels that are loving, descriptive of positive behavior are likely to increase the chances of success in our life. Because if you believe in yourself, you will subconsciously make choices that will move you forward in life. If I believe that I am resilient, strategic, resourceful, I will respond better to challenges, handle failure with more grace, and take more risks. We live up or down to the labels we use. In fact, there are studies that reveal that people who think positively of themselves are generally kinder and more likely to succeed in life. And it is something that also has been substantiated by the Pygmalion effect, which is also known as the self-fulfilling prophecy. And it suggests that individuals tend to live up to the expectations placed upon them. Uh, a classic study conducted by Robert Rosenthal and Lenore Jacobson in 1968. Uh, it demonstrated this effect in an educational setting. So they found that when teachers were led to believe that certain students were academic bloomers and likely to succeed and were given corresponding labels, those students showed greater intellectual growth compared to their peers. This study highlights how positive labels and high expectations can positively influence performance. Because when we are labeled positively, we very often internalize those labels and strive to live up to them, leading to increased confidence, resilience, and ultimately success in various domains of our life. But the point to note here is, just as positive labels can have a positive impact on us, negative labels can be just as destructive. Especially if you believe in the Pygmalion effect, the self-fulfilling prophecy that is. If we label ourselves as worthless, unproductive, lazy, bad with money, we are likely to attract or create experiences that confirm the same. The problem with every label, positive or not, is that labels can also stifle and restrict us through that very identity that we find comfort in. I mean, human beings are very complex. No individual in this entire world can ever be defined and dismissed in a few simple words. But it is essentially what we do to ourselves when we get too attached to our labels and use them to guide our choices and excuse us when we want to walk away from an opportunity that may lead us away from our comfort zone. Something else to note here is that considering this very premise, you have to see that a lot of the labels are actually grounded in fear. I'm an introvert, lets you know that you shouldn't expect me to be the life of the party. And if I'm not participating, well, don't judge me, please. I'm an introvert. What else can you expect from me? So these labels aren't just descriptive of little pieces of our personality. The labels we pick, they kind of become our destiny, which may sound dramatic, but I want you to think about this for a second and consider this scenario. Based on some activity or something that we do or don't do, based on some preference of ours, we pick a label. We, in a way, diagnose ourselves. If I go to parties and I don't talk much or if I'm a quiet person in general, I'm an introvert. When really there are so many factors at play. As I said, human beings are very complex. I'll share my own example here. I identify as an introvert as well. If you take me to a nightclub, you plop me down in the middle of a crowd, surround me with flashy lights, I am going to shut down. And if I'm exhausted with little to no self-control left, I may even have a panic attack. But if you take me for a picnic in an open green space with the sun beaming down on me, and you surround me with like-minded people, even if they're strangers, I promise you I will be the life of the freaking party. Still the same person, still very much an introvert. But in the latter setting, my behavior is completely different because my environment, my energy levels, the expectations placed on me in that setting are completely different. And that changes everything. So labels, if you consider this example, are not so definite after all. But we can only figure that out if we allow ourselves to explore and not rigidly stick to whatever label we have picked for ourselves. Which we rarely do because when we pick a label, we allow that label to put our personality, our characters into these clearly demarcated territories and we make our choices accordingly. And why that's so destructive? Because if you were to run with this example of an introvert, being an introvert does not just mean avoiding parties. For a lot of people it also means turning down career opportunities dating less isolating themselves saying no to a world of possibilities that can be all yours if you would just step away from that label so we pick a label for ourselves but as soon as we internalize that label or we have that moment of oh yes that's what's going on with me like i did with my label of a highly sensitive person you know that moment of aha i feel understood or that describes me perfectly We embrace that label so completely that from that point forward, that label starts to dictate how we show up in the world. We don't wait for our choices or behavior to confirm or disconfirm that label. Instead, we eventually reach a point where we allow the label to determine our choices and behavior for us. And now I want to point out a few more things about labels that will bring home to you just how pointless some of the labels are that we carry around with us just how little meaning they actually carry and despite that how they continue to impact us in some very profound ways. Now a lot of the labels have no basis in reality. Some of these labels have been assigned to us by other people because maybe of some specific quality in our character or something that we did that one time but that label that came our way that label Even though the incident that provoked that label happened that one time, that label gets repeated often enough for us to subconsciously create narratives around that label and the corresponding belief. And then we allow that label to guide our behavior and further create experiences that confirm the label, making it a part of our self-image. Something else to consider about labels is that certain labels can also be situation-specific or specific to a phase of life. Parents label their kids all the time, stubborn, naughty, shy, creative, dramatic, but because children are so sensitive and so impressionable and because they view themselves and the world through the eyes of their parents, because of that, the labels that are assigned to us in our childhood often get carried over to our adulthood. And we may have outgrown the behavior or the tendency that attracted a particular label, but because we still define ourselves through that label, we continue to live down or up to it. Then there are authority figures, bosses, teachers who label us as well. But again, that label is specific to our performance in a particular domain and doesn't really have much to do with our deeper identity. The same can be said for certain experiences in our life. When I came out of my depression and started volunteering, my self-image changed dramatically because I'd gone through the recovery process by myself and without any support of family or friends, I started to think of myself as this very strong, very independent person capable of surviving anything. And accordingly, I started living my life and making my decisions. And a lot of those decisions were made very impulsively, very recklessly, because I had this idea in my head that there is nothing I cannot take on, there is nothing I cannot survive, that I will always come out on top, blah, blah, blah. But after I quit my nine to five and started running my business, I realized that there are strengths and then there are strengths. And I, while I may thrive under pressure, I am not so great at strategic maneuvering or very decisive when it comes to taking risks or making long-term decisions. So I really had to let go of that label of a uh, badass, which is how I was viewing myself at the time. Um, all of that had to be abandoned. So I could, could focus on developing other skills in my personality that were more important to the current phase of my life then you have to also understand that labels describe behaviors, not people. Let's take the example of introversion again. Now introversion, this is a quality that an introvert has, but it is one quality out of probably a hundred others. It describes only an aspect of their behavior, one aspect of their behavior. It says nothing about who this person is or what they're capable of. This is especially true when it comes to labels like depressed. I am depressed. That has so many meanings to it because depression can be caused by a lot of reasons. And unless it's chemical, unless there is a physiological aspect to it, despite the extreme helplessness you may be experiencing, you hold the key to your escape. In which case, are you even really depressed? Maybe you're just sad stressed out, or perhaps you're lost in life. However that feeling of depression shows up in your life by labeling ourselves as depressed we lock ourselves in that diagnosis and a lot of the time we start living in a way that is consistent with that label and in doing so we prolong that situation we reinforce the feeling and we make things way worse for ourselves. We have to understand these distinctions and accordingly treat the labels that we carry whether they come from others or we assign them to ourselves. Now moving on Let's talk about what we can do to ensure that we are not using labels that hurt us, and if we are, how to stop. Step one, you have to list out all the labels that you use, negative and positive. And a negative label can also be something that may not be overtly negative, but if it restricts you in any way, shape or form, it qualifies as a negative label, like introvert, depressed, highly sensitive. The way we have discussed them in today's episode they qualify as negative labels as potentially limiting labels step number two explore the negative labels you use further question them where's the proof to support this label if there is a story a past experience that created a belief that led it to this label can you reframe that underlying story and can you do it in a way that's supportive of you so you disempower the label What I will suggest here is that if you do this process, keep in mind everything we have discussed about how labels are created and how they can hurt you to dig into each label that you have, take them apart, take away their power and start dissociating from labels that limit or hurt you. It will obviously take a bit of time because a label that you have been using for a very long time, it's not just a word. That describes you it's something that's deeply embedded in our psyche and it influences how we view ourselves how we make our choices the opportunities we seize and what we walk away from and also how we treat ourselves and others so even if consciously you stop using that label for a while at least the belief that was supporting the label will continue to influence you something you will have to watch out for and correct repeatedly Something that will help you with this process is planting a different, healthier belief in the place of that negative label that and the corresponding belief that it carries. And look for or create proof in your life to support and reinforce that new, healthier belief. Step number three, ask yourself, who do I want to be and focus more on that? See, most of us are very goal focused and it's also how we structure our lives. We pick a goal and then it's step one, step two, step three. We build an entire life that supports our progress towards that goal. But more important than our goal is our character. The person we become through our daily interactions, through the goals we pursue, our lifestyle choices, our value system and our self-perception, which of course includes the labels we use. So if you know the kind of person you want to become, you can make that the central focus of your life and pick experiences, goals, labels that move you closer to becoming that version of yourself. This approach is amazingly effective. It's healthy and helpful because it brings a lot of nuance to the work of self-transformation that we are constantly engaged in. And it also attaches a, a purpose to all that we do and it personalizes everything in a very emotionally appealing way. Right. Because when you are character focused, when you are focused on becoming someone worthy of our, of your higher goals, of your higher ambitions, of your larger life vision, you are not going to focus on single characteristics or single goals or step one, step two, step three. You are now going to focus on altering your the very fabric of your life, the very fabric of your character there is going to be a very holistic approach to how you do things. You will constantly carry the image of that version of yourself who already has all the goals and who is living that life that you've always wanted. So focus on who you want to become and start structuring things in your life within yourself in a way that supports that one central mission. Becoming this person that's worthy of your highest goals. Step number four Now, what we've discussed in step three, we're going to take that a step further and focus on creating the experiences that reinforce the labels you actively want. So instead of just working with the labels that somebody else may have given you or that you just had from your childhood or that you randomly picked up, choose labels that you actually want. See, I love it when my friends or family call me fierce or strong when they say things like, oh, Krati, she's not scared of anyone. She never backs down from a fight. That makes me feel really, really good. I really like being that that Krati who never backs down from a fight, which means that sometimes when I really am scared, when I really do want to back down from a fight, I don't because I am very attached to that label of a fierce, independent, strong woman. And I love having that self-image. So through my actions... I constantly reinforce that label. I'm constantly creating experiences that justify that label. And in doing so, I reinforce the label for my benefit. So I can truly believe that I am this woman that's capable of all these things. And it shifts my self-perception in a way that supports the kind of life and character I am trying to build for myself. So forget the labels that you've had up to this point, choose labels for yourself and work on reinforcing those labels and make them something that supports your larger life vision, that supports what you're trying to do with your life at this time and constantly create experiences that will reinforce that label and the belief that it carries. Now, I hope all of what I've shared today helps you in some way. I invite you to explore the labels that you consciously or unconsciously use to describe, define and sometimes even limit yourself. And if you come across a label that isn't supportive of your growth, I hope that you are able to successfully dissociate from it and plant an alternative belief that contributes positively to your self-image. If you have questions, you can contact me and we can have a conversation around it. All the information you need to do that is given in the episode description. Well, what do you know? We've reached the end of this episode. Thank you so much for joining me today, for supporting the podcast, and for sharing your time with me. If you enjoyed this episode consider subscribing to the show on whatever podcast platform you love you can also watch the video version of the interviews and most of the solo episodes on my youtube channel link is in the episode description now if you've made it this far you must love the content at least a little bit or maybe you just like hanging out with me or there was something in this particular episode that resonated with you or maybe it's all of those things I would love to know, so if you've got a minute, it will be great if you can drop a review on Apple Podcasts, or you can send me your thoughts on the show via email. Now, if you want content that goes deeper than even the podcast does with a lot of real-life stories, one-on-one interactions, or just become part of my tribe, subscribe to my weekly newsletter. The link is in the episode description. Once again, thank you so, so much for sharing your time with me. Take care, and I will be back soon with the next episode.